0: I'm Casey and I'm Emily and you're listening to Macabre Minds, a true crime podcast. Yeah, so we are doing part two
1: of the victim F case today. Um, And I Remind did
0: where we left off.
1: So where we left off was the detectives are now saying everything is like Aaron and Denise's fault because um, they know she has indeed been kidnapped. She's not dead but they think she's faking it and they're calling her like the real life gone girl. So oh, that's yeah. where we're at. Yep, I... Yeah. Um yes, and I said it'll probably be 3 episodes, but now I'm thinking it'll probably be 4. So.
0: Yay, I love this. This is very interesting. It I've is been really interesting this all week.
1: Yeah. So this is part 2. Um so the de- the main detective uh, Matt Mustard, if you remember how awful he is. um, He had come under fire for recently pressuring the coroner to declare a death of an accidental overdose or he declared a death, an accidental overdose even though it was probably a homicide Um, and he convinced the prosecutor to arrest the victim's boyfriend even though there was like no evidence of guilt. So he has like a history of like just pushing his own ideas onto an investigation
0: that's ridiculous i mean like he's just kind of making stuff up just to close cases basically that's exactly what it is with
1: no real investigative work put into it at all um the boyfriend in that case was acquitted but mustard like got no reprimands or anything um, and then a new chief was appointed. And when Aaron and Denise oh my god. Aaron and Denise's case started, the new chief, um, Andrew Bidot, had only been chief for less than six months. So he was still very green. So not looking good. Aaron's brother, Ethan, told Detective Mustard that they wanted to get a lawyer for him and mustard said in my experience that doesn't help anything and ethan said in my experience it does because his brother's an fbi agent remember oh yes um, so
0: he has he knows a little bit
1: yeah um so daniel russo is hired to defend aaron and immediately dan russo tells him stop talking to anyone and he says, the Vallejo police are the most incompetent, corrupt police force around here. And they will do everything they can to railroad you.
0: Um, so everyone knows
1: what goes on there.
0: That is so bad. that That's just like a known thing. And it's still basically allowed. Yeah. That they still get
1: away with it for a really long time. Um. So Denise is told that they have lost, the kidnappers have lost contact with Aaron, but they don't tell her any details. Um, But they say, even if Aaron went to the police and there's media coverage, it doesn't worry them because it'll be good PR for their group and it'll show that they can be successful without harming the captive. So they're still like really, really full of themselves that they're like this elite kidnapping group and... Even if they go to the police, like, they're like, whatever, it's fine. It looks good for us still. It's just
0: bizarre behavior. It's like, okay, you keep on failing over and over again, but you're just like, yep, okay, we're still winning. We're still doing good.
1: Right. No. (laughs) And he tells Denise, um, like, the leader who has been speaking this whole time, um, he doesn't know who hired the group for them. And that there are like other associates in charge of that part of like hiring. Um, And he like starts asking her why he thinks she thinks Jennifer might be like the target that they were supposed to have. And Denise is like, the only thing I can think of is that she had cheated on Aaron with a police officer. And he was like, oh, yeah, that must be it. But that's like a really weird like, why would that be it?
0: You know, it's I don't know. Right? Why would that be it? But then also like, bringing the police into this, and then they're all corrupt. It's like, well, seeing how they're acting about this whole thing, it makes you think that these are some uh corrupt little turkeys. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to call them something mean, but then I decided to turkeys. keep it PG. <laughs> so the
1: voice comes back later and tells denise like what she already knew that the recording was not good enough um because it didn't look consensual obviously um and he was like i'm not sure how to do this without like having the goggles on because he didn't want her to like see his face because then she would like obviously be able to recognize him later on or something um And she suggests, like, why don't you cover my eyes with, like, a necktie and it'll just kind of look like a little kinky thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, great idea. And I'm like, it's just so terrible that she has to, like, she's trying to, like, save herself, you know, but she has to, like, come up with that herself and everything. Like, that's so horrible.
0: Right. And, I mean, okay, for one, like, they think about this whole elaborate plan of, like, blackmailing, like, we have to have sex with you so to blackmail you but then they can't think of how to cover your eyes or right how to avoid being seen that just sounds stupid like and then another thing they say the whole goggles thing <laughs> i'm just like what if we pretend that we're role-playing and you're a skier <laughs> and right it's like Ugh. what the heck like i don't know it's just it's, so stupid
1: yeah it's super weird um so she asks for some wine and he gives it to her and she like chugs it as like preparation for what's about to happen. And she's like just thinking to herself, like she can't give them any excuse to make her do this again. So she's like, I have to give like the performance of a lifetime and like just pretend. Um, And she says that she was saying things that she would say to Aaron and like having to pretend like it was him and like, like to get through it. You know, and um, I don't know. It's like mentally, that's so, so hard. And I really, I don't think I could have done that. Like she really, you know, tried so hard to make it look like what they wanted, but also like it's still rape. Like, you know, she's not yeah. actually going along with this, really. She's just doing right. it to save herself,
0: you know. And she's just in survival mode right now. I mean... She's just doing whatever she can to get through this. And even though she knows it's going to look bad, like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is just what she thinks that she has to do. Yeah. In order to stay alive. Mm Mm-hmm. So after all that, she
1: showers and just prays it doesn't have to happen again. Like, that was good enough for them. And it's over. And they come back later and the voice tells her, Arian has gone to the police, so he won't be able to pick you up. And he asks her if she has any friends or family in the area who can pick her up at the drop-off location. And she tells him yes. And then he asks her if her family has money. And then she thinks it's for ransom but he's like oh no no not for ransom i'm just thinking of you because your family is going to need money to hire an attorney because obviously you're going to be talking to the police and it's just like this really weird conversation after something so horrible where he's like i oh i'm looking out for you like i just want to make sure you can financially hire an attorney against me like what is that what yeah this whole I, I i've never not. heard of anything like this you know i do
0: not understand there is something wrong in all of their minds yeah but as of right now we've only seen the one person i mean it must have been more people because of like having a break yeah. in whatever but like the main the voice is it's really the only character that we really know
1: right he's the only one really like um, taking charge like the others were there to make sure it went like smoothly and then they just kind of aren't there most of the time they're not in the house with them so yeah. yeah so then he shows her an article about herself saying that she was missing and she finds a statement in the article from her family saying they love her and they won't give up and she's like starts to break down and cry and she asks him to hold her as she cries and he does. And then after that, she, like, feels like she writes in her book that she felt, like, really ashamed that she asked him for, like, comfort after all that. And then she asked him to leave her alone. And he does. And he's like, I'll just leave you to process this and leaves. Like, the whole dynamic is just so mind-warping, like, weird, you know? It right. for her,
0: I, I would imagine you know, someone that has a lot of family and, like, really cares for their family and friends, that that would probably be, like, one of the hardest parts, is, like, how is everyone else handling this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just, yeah. I don't know. I just, I can only imagine, and I feel like that would also be something going through your mind. So, seeing yeah. see how scared your family also is, would be really rough. And then, on top of that, then this guy, he's nice to you, and, Like he hasn't hurt you, but he's also your captor. And in that moment, you just need physical contact to just like calm you down because you feel so alone. I can, I can see that. Yeah, I definitely can see why she would have turned to him just Mm -hmm. for comfort. Yeah, it's really difficult, but yeah, I totally
1: get it. Um, so later that night, he feeds her dinner and gives her some more wine and tells her they'll leave at 2 a.m. and take the back roads and he'll drop her off at the location. Um, Aaron, meanwhile, is brought to the station to watch the proof of life recording to confirm that it is Denise. And then a sp- special agent, Vinny, comes in and he is a hostage negotiator. And this time, the FBI actually starts to listen to Aaron and believe that the kidnappers have military or police background. And the FBI looks at Aaron's phone, and they're like, well, your phone's on airplane mode. So they take it off of airplane mode, and like messages are like flooding into his phone. And Aaron is furious. It was the police who put his phone on airplane mode. And he's like, well, what if the kidnappers have been trying to contact me, and you're not even looking at it? And it turns out they had been contacting him. They had sent emails and messages. And um, Aaron can see that somebody had opened those messages. And they still accused him of, like, murdering her when they were getting... Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And Oh, my gosh. Like, this is just... This would get me so mad. Oh, yeah. But it's the system. Like, what are you supposed to do? I mean... Besides hire a lawyer and try to prove your case, there's not mm-hmm. much can you. And yeah. you're trying to get your girlfriend back. You're like, this and- is kind of a time-sensitive thing. And this not- isn't just your life on the line. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And mustard had even told Aaron, nobody is contacting you. You're lying because nobody is contacting you. And here's the proof that they were contacting him this whole time.
0: Screw you, mustard, munster, whatever. Seriously.
1: The I hate, yeah, this guy is evil. He's, like, awful. He
0: is, I, I've said this last episode, but I just cannot get over how he seems like a bigger bad guy than the captor. Uh, yeah. yeah right now. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want to kick this guy in the face. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Aaron... Um, or Agent finney tells Aaron that the kidnappers, if they ask for a ransom, if the FBI legally cannot provide the money, it's against their policy, and that Aaron would have to pay it. And Aaron's like, Yeah, whatever, of course I'm going to. And he says that the agent seemed upset that he had agreed to pay it. And it was like they were expecting Aaron to like put up a fight about it or like, No, you have to pay the money, blah, blah, blah. So, like, they're listening a little bit more now, but they're still like, you guys are probably still faking it. So they're not 100% on board with this yet, even though there's so much to prove that they're not lying.
0: So was that almost like a tactic? Like, oh, yeah, well, we won't be able to pay for it. Like thinking that like they're trying to get money out of the FBI. Right. Yeah. So we won't be able to pay for it. You'll have to pay for it. And he like is totally agreeing, agreeable. And they're like, dang it. He didn't fall for our trick. Exactly. Yeah. But if he, like, what would that have proven if he was like, really? Like, you guys are, have so much money. Why can't you guys just help with this situation and then get the money back? Like, you know, like, yeah. I, if, if he would have just, if he would have had any kind of opinion other than, yes, of course, I'll pay, then they would have been like, ha, got him.
1: Right. Yeah. Just turn everything he says against him or trying to. Um, so before she gets dropped off, the voice tells Denise what she can and cannot tell people. And they said, basically, you can tell people anything you want to about what we said. The only two things you can't say are that we were in the military and you cannot mention anything about us having sex, which is like a really, really, really big thing. You know, she was raped twice. Um, but she says, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Say whatever to
0: get out of here. And why not the sex thing? Just oh, probably just to keep the blackmail.
1: Yeah, to keep the blackmail and so that they don't do any like DNA tests or anything, I'm imagining. And it would be like another charge on top of like other than like kidnap for ransom.
0: But they're not afraid of that because they're not gonna get caught, according to them.
1: Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. But whatever.
0: And Um, honestly, like you're going to tell her oh you can't say this like i mean i don't know it's like you can't you can't send someone home and not think that they're going to tell someone i mean you already know the to the police you know so you already know that they're not really the most reliable people Mm
1: -hmm. and he tells her that they'll be watching her even they're like we know you're going to go to the police obviously you're going to have to talk to them but like we'll still be watching you to make sure you don't say these things so and she's believing them you know like because why wouldn't you um so at some point during their drive back the brakes like slam and they get into a fender bender and denise is in the passenger seat but she's drugged so she's like looking like she's sleeping um and he gets back in the car and is like oh no damage done and they just keep going and like what That always seems to happen, doesn't it? Like, somebody gets pulled over for something, but like a, they just a keep going. Call.
0: Yeah. What the heck? A fender bender? Like, do you think maybe he was also drinking or just just a coincidence?
1: I think it was just a coincidence. That's crazy. Or, like, not paying attention or something. Um. So, when they get to the drop-off spot, he says to Denise your strength through all this has been so admirable doing this, seeing what it does to somebody. This isn't what I got into this for. I'm like, what did you get into this for? Like, what did you expect? And then she asks him, are you going to do this again? And he said, no, no, I'm done with this. I'm done with all of it. And I have you to think for that. Like, Oh, oh wow. Yes. Thanks.
0: Ugh. Oh my gosh. That is the biggest load of crap I ever heard. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then he tells her, I wish we could have met under different circumstances. You're an incredible person. And he lets her out of the car and drives away. Like, can you imagine? That's the last thing your kidnapper and like rapist just said to you. Like, what? I'm astounded. I'm it's astounded by like the audacity. Biggest
0: audience. mind ever.
1: Yeah, it's just gaslighting. Like it's total BS. Like he's just trying to make him seem like he make himself seem like a good guy, so she doesn't like want to press charges or whatever. Like that's how I feel, you know? Right, yeah. And Denise takes off the tape for on her off of her eyes and she sees that she's in an alley between two apartment buildings and realizes he has left her on the street her mom lives on. So she goes to her mom's house, but her mom isn't home and the neighbors aren't home either. And so she walks down the street and just finds someone outside and asks to use their phone. And she calls both of her parents, but it goes to voicemail both times. And she leaves them both voicemails. And like, every time she's finally, you know, trying to get home, like, it's just not working out. Um, but her father also lives nearby. She, so she walked to her father's apartment, but no one was there. And they're probably all out, like, looking for her. Right, exactly. Yeah. And a woman next door asked if she needed help. And she's like, I'm looking for my father and my brother. And then the woman realizes who she is. And she's like, oh, my God, come inside. Come inside. I'll help you. Um, And she calls the police and the police show up and Denise tells them her story. And one of them asks her, did you ever ask this person to let you go? And she was like, well, I asked him if he was going to hurt me. And he said they would only hold me for 48 hours. And they're like, of course, I thought of leaving but I thought that would be dangerous for me you know blah 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 um and they ask they just ask a lot of like stupid questions like is, if she talked to Aaron yet and she's like how could I have spoken to him how could I have like met up with him and no I haven't and um Denise is afraid of what she should say because she doesn't you know want to live in fear that something's going to happen to her so when they ask her if she was sexually assaulted, she says no, initially.
0: And the vibes, like, that she's instantly getting from the the police are not the vibes that you typically get if you were just held captive for 24 yeah.
1: hours. Yeah, exactly. They're and not, like, I, trying to help her out,
0: really. Right, and those aren't police tactics. It's not, like, ask, I mean, I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't know. But I'm assuming that being like, oh, well, did you ever ask if you could be let go? Like, I don't think that that's necessarily in the handbook of things to yeah <laughs> talk to, to uh, a kidnap victim Yeah, about. yeah but- pretty.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And like, Denise... Has no idea, obviously, what Aaron has been going through. She, he, she has no idea that this whole time he's been treated as a suspect. So, like, this is her first interaction with the cops. She's probably, while well, these 48 hours that she's being held, thinking it's going to be this big savior moment. And it's not, you know. Um, so, Denise's dad finally is able to hear her voicemail and immediately calls the Vallejo detective that was supposed to be like a 24 hour on call. Like you call this number. We will pick up. Nobody picks up. And then he calls 911 asking to be sent to Huntington beach police because that's where she was dropped off. But they reroute him back to Vallejo police. And like, it's this back and forth where nobody's answering. And he's like, are you kidding me? You are the police. No one's answering.
0: Yeah. Like, are you like, Oh my gosh. That would drive me nuts. Mm Mm-hmm i would so, i would literally be going insane
1: yeah frantic as like a father yeah yeah um so denise's cousin an attorney whose name is nick and his mom jody her aunt are the first to actually see denise because they were the only ones in the area and denise immediately like tries to hug them but the police are like no 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 no! you can't touch because csi hadn't been there yet to like examine her um which is just awful. All you want to do is be held by your family, you know?
0: That is so messed up. I feel so bad for her. She was I know. through, like, a traumatizing experience. That's the first... Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. That's the first thing you want to do. It's just... Um, oh, my gosh. That would just put a rock in my stomach.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nick insists on talking to Denise alone, and he tells her... That the police want her to go to the station, but she doesn't have to do that right now. They can go home first, even though they're trying to push her to go straight to the station for questioning. Um, and the CSI officer arrives and they take pictures of her wrists, even though she said the zip ties didn't leave marks because I didn't try to get out of them. So you're not going to like see anything there. And they were like, OK, well, we'll just leave. And she goes, we'll wait don't you want to take pictures of my eyes? Because they're like impressions around her eyes from like the goggles and stuff. And like they weren't even going to examine that. And like the whole exam is like half-assed and they never take the shoes or the water bottle that the kidnappers gave her. They don't even look at that
0: um, for anything. And... Wait, and this is the CSI now?
1: hmm yeah.
0: Like... Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: The CSI unit from Vallejo, so like it's still part of their depart, their police department, though. Oh,
0: I didn't realize that CSI like was connected to the police department. I thought that it would be like a, like another local jurisdiction. I see. No, yeah. So still, still the corrupt. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So Matt Mustard gets on the phone and he's like, "I want to talk to Denise," but Nick is answer her cousin is like answering for her because even though he's an intellectual property attorney not like one that deals in these cases but he still understands enough so he's like answering for her and um he tells denise that the police are offering offering her a pro offer of agreement which is basically immunity if she tells quote unquote the truth And it is being offered to her and Aaron, but only the first one to agree to take it will get it. Um, So basically, they're pitting Denise and Aaron again. Like, oh, tell us what we want to hear and we'll give you immunity is basically what they're saying. You know, that one of you faked it, just admit it and we'll give you immunity. And you should take it before the other person does.
0: That's so manipulative. That's legal. I mean... Because then you're like, it's it's like the, those games where you have to basically read or know the other person to know if they're going to either split the money with you or take the money. You know those games? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, that's so annoying because you, it's really just a game at that point. Yeah. It's like, okay, I mean, will I make up a story or will I stay true? But then when this other person makes up a story... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's messed
1: up. So Nick suggests, you know what, why don't we go home and think about this? Like, we're not going to agree to anything and we're not going to go to the station. We're just going to go home before we respond to anything. So she goes home and her family informs her that the police don't believe her and that she needs an attorney right away. And like, they fill her in on what's been happening to Aaron um, and they tell her that the detective is mustered is really aggressive and threatening and making a lot of accusations. Um, and basically that he was angry and upset that Denise was found alive because it didn't fit his story. And like I, her family having to tell her, like, you need an attorney immediately because the police are against you. Like, I can't imagine the horror of thinking you're going to be saved. And then it's like not like that.
0: And then, I mean, on top of that, so yeah, obviously she just dealt with the, the 48 hours of trauma. Mm-hmm. So like, then, here, like, for one, the police were obviously keeping her apart from her her parents so that they couldn't tell her. But this has right. only been 24 hours, and the family already knows that they're out to get them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like,
0: this isn't even something that's, like, been... Slowly progressing or anything, it's like just right off the, uh, right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got there. Um. So Denise hires Doug Rappaport to be her defense attorney, and Doug instructs instructs her right away, um, that he should call her at every step so that he knows where she is at all times in case she gets detained by the police, and. This is when Aaron finds out that Denise has been released and he is relieved of course but he is not allowed to see her so they are still being kept separate. Um
0: Like I get it but also why can't you do it in a supervised situation?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I mean that's just so heartless. Mhm. It's like really can't heartless. Give them like what if this isn't fake? Then yeah. you're just being heartless and disgusting. Mm-hmm. For the sake of nothing. I mean, they didn't gain anything from this. No. No. Absolutely not. So it makes no sense.
1: It's just frustrating. Um, so then Aaron sees on TV that the Vallejo police had a press conference about them and Lieutenant Park said, quote, from an investigative standpoint, nothing has changed. He's basically announcing to the world that this is a hoax and you are they're both suspects. He says, I will not refer to them as victim or witness. I can tell you in the grand scheme of things, Mr. Quinn and Miss Huskins have plundered valuable resources away from our community while instilling fear amongst our community members. So if anything, it's Mr. Quinn and Miss Huskins
0: that owes this community an apology. Can you believe that? What? That is just a flat out accusation. Yeah. Off of nothing. You can't do that in a police investigation. You can't just like put everyone against. This isn't media. This isn't just some news outlet that's taking a story and running with it. This is the police that are doing an investigation. Like I get it. If you feel like you need to exhaust all possibilities, but then to just jump to something when you've literally zero evidence of this and to be attacking them who mm-hmm. are victims they yeah. gain nothing from this
1: this is Ridiculous. it's so horrible like they're hitting the entire community against them so and of course people they look in the the press they look in to the police for what's happening and everyone believes it so now this entire community believes they are fakers liars and like horrible people so the community starts to come after them as well so like they didn't have enough to deal with they start receiving threatening messages from like people on facebook like to denise like horrible things like you're a whore you're a liar blah blah blah, you want attention like all sorts of things like that because of this press conference that they just did
0: this is literally such a random nightmare. It just mm-hmm. doesn't feel real. It's like, so I crazy. can't believe that this has actually happened to someone.
1: Yeah. You never would think this would happen to you. Um, no. Yeah. Um, So Doug, Denise's attorney, calls the police captain and tells him Denise was raped. So they need to do a SAR exam, which is a sexual assault response team. Um, and the captain responds, well, how do we know she was raped? She won't talk to us. And Doug said, well, that's why I'm calling you. I'm her lawyer and I'm telling you. And he explains to them that she was terrified of what the kidnappers would do, um, because they told her not to tell anyone, but, um, she was convinced to like, tell them that yes, she was raped and it is critical to get a start exam within 48 hours for, um, to preserve the evidence but the police are like you know what well she didn't want to talk to us so it's gonna have to wait a day she can come talk to so us tomorrow petty. yeah oh God, incredibly so incredibly petty. petty
0: um i can't believe that yeah well she didn't want to talk to us so and like honestly it is your legal right we've seen time after time of people that are completely innocent that have been you know that have said too much in a situation and have almost gotten accused of something horrible when they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Lawyer up. Even if you're innocent, lawyer up because things can get misconstrued. Coincidences do happen. Wrong place, wrong time. All that's true. Lawyer up. Always
1: Always protect yourself. So finally, her lawyer, Doug, says that her parents can see her and she is reunited with them. And the next morning she's brought in for the SART exam. But the first thing the police say is, We wanna do a we want to do a lie detector test. And her attorney, Doug, says, Absolutely not. Those are a hack. Those are stupid. They don't work. And we're not doing that. So she doesn't take one. Uh-huh.
0: Good. I mean the fact that she like this is so ridiculous there's Mm -hmm. i can't believe they're not following like any type of protocol so this person is saying they're sexually assaulted i mean to do that exam it's pretty invasive and very traumatizing for someone that's just been sexually assaulted yeah Yeah. also be like oh and also we're gonna give you a lie detector test because that cannot be done at the same time no it's their emotions are all over the place because they're reliving their trauma Mm -hmm. and that will definitely influence the test that is the most bs thing and like i i don't even i don't even work in any of this yeah like so it's just the fact that i know this a, a layman on the street knows this right and they're not use your freaking noggins you stupid heads it's because they were going to manipulate it no matter what they don't even care if her answers were true it's probably not even a true lie detector person in there it's probably just a Joe Schmo off the street that doesn't know jack squat. They're going to literally, make it anyway. Literally, gosh, this, I'm getting so worked up. This is getting me so mad.
1: It, oh my gosh! I like reading this and everything. Like I was seeing red. I was like, I cannot believe they had to deal with this, this BS. Um, so they ask her stupid questions once again about her and Aaron's relationship, um, that they already asked Aaron, and then Matt Mustard asks her like well, if you were so scared when you were, like, in the trunk of the car, like, why didn't you – we didn't find any urine. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, if you were so scared, wouldn't you have, like, peed yourself? Like, what kind of question is that? Are you kidding? That's so ridiculous. Um,
0: Like, is that what you do? I Right! Like, I'm sorry, sir, that you deal with incontinence, but (laughs) – not everyone pees themselves. Not
1: everyone has to do that. Oh, my gosh. You
0: should see a doctor about that.
1: So they make her go over all of the details of her rape thoroughly to convince them that she should get the SAR exam. So she has to, like, tell them all about it before they're even like, okay, yeah, you were probably were sexually assaulted, so we'll let you get the SAR exam. Like, what? That imagine having to automatic. do that. Just take the exam and then you'll know if it happened or not. Why did she have to do that first? That is so cruel. That's so cruel.
0: That is so cruel. So, so yeah. So now you're going to make her mentally relive it right before she gets examined, invasively mm-hmm. examined. Yeah. That is just so messed up and so heartless. Oh my God. I cannot yeah. believe this. Like, But, like, and it's getting so mad because it's not just one person. It's, like, everyone is treating them like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone just clumps together and, like, groupthink one thing. And not they just needed one person in authority to, like, stand up for them. And nobody did. Except for their lawyers. But they're not the police. They're lawyers. Amy, who is another attorney for Aaron, calls him and... Tells him the kidnappers emailed a reporter named Henry Lee, um, claiming responsibility and attempting to clear Aaron and Denise's names. And the writer of the email is says they're the leader of the group, and they said we are professional thieves, no more or more than two, but fewer than eight. And they kind of fancy themselves this Ocean's Eleven group, like call themselves gentlemen criminals who only took things from people who could afford it or like only try to get ransom from people who can afford it. Um but the criminals are defending Aaron and Denise in this email. And it's it's so backwards cuz they're like I don't like in the email that they're writing um the group is like I don't know why you would have this press conference saying that they're faking it, we did it. You should treat them with more respect. Like all of this stuff like The criminals are defending them and like backing up their
0: stories and it's just so backwards. I'm so confused. Yeah. I am so confused. But how do they know that this is actually them and not just like some someone just making it up? Well, that's what the police say. They're like, Oh, Aaron and Denise wrote this email. Well Aaron,
1: isn't Aaron still in custody? Aaron is free to, like, go home, but he's been spending a lot of time at the station because they keep calling him back for more and more questioning. So, okay, yeah, he hasn't been arrested for anything. Um, okay. But, yeah, it is... I mean, there's no, like... Ooh, there's no, like, definitive proof, you know, that the email is from the kidnappers, but the kidnappers were writing lots and lots of details that, like, only the real people would know. Like, things that weren't out to the public and whatnot.
0: Can't you, like, check a computer's like, what their routing number was or something? Yeah, and they had, like, this
1: fancy software where, like, it blocked and, like, had a lot of, like, whatever that it couldn't be traced because they had the technology to do such a thing.
0: I don't know. Apparently. Um, yeah. So then they should know that this is um, above aaron and why am i blanking on her name denise yeah aaron and denise's uh, expertise it should you know and aaron and
1: denise are actually relieved when they hear about the emails because they're like oh great this will actually corroborate our story but the police are like well you wrote it or your attorneys wrote it for you so you're still lying and Doug has to tell Denise that the press and the police and everybody has labeled her as the real life gone girl. And she's like, I've never even heard of that book or movie. Like, she has no idea what that is, even.
0: But here, um imagine that. Imagine like you being <laughs> having this new label and you don't even know what it is. It's like, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah. So special agent Dave Sesma from the FBI starts questioning Denise. But again, he seems a lot more interested in trying to catch Denise in a lie and he acts very like condescending and like mocking towards her. And he tells her, "You know what? There's a lot of inconsistencies in your story and lying is a federal crime, so are you sure you don't want to change anything?" She's like, "No, this is my story and I'm not changing anything." What are the inconsistencies? They right. even say No. And like what she's saying is exactly the same as what Aaron is saying happened like that night right. and like how how okay um so one of the other agents said i am 99 sure she's lying about this have you ever watched gone girl it'll explain a lot and her attorney doug says you're wrong and i'll bet my one percent against your 99 so let's go so bless her attorneys and aaron's attorneys for really fighting for them because no one else is so
0: seriously and then like Have you ever seen Gone Girl? It'll explain a lot. Have you ever seen this fictional story? Yeah, it'll teach you a lot.
1: Right. It is your job to do real life investigating, not just like, "Eh, this is a movie. (laughs) I cannot believe that. So that is where we're going to end this part.
0: (laughs) No, Emily. I'm so into
1: it. I know. And Aaron and Denise have not they have still not been reunited at this point, remember, so
0: oh, that is so yeah. sad. How can they even keep them apart? I don't understand how that's even legal. I don't know they're not they're not charged with anything,
1: no, not yet, neither of them um, yeah, so in parts like
0: legal, if you're free, I don't see why it's not like
1: I don't get I it. think. I think it's not, like, the police have, like, kept them separated, but, like, they've both been, like, in and out of questioning and, like, everything. So, like, and they just haven't been, like, questioned together and, like, they it just, like, hasn't happened, you know? So it's not like the police are, like, forcibly, like, been, like, you like, can't see each other.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been that long. But still, don't you think, like, the person that you went through it with, that's that would be the first person you go to? Right. And then also, if you – at any point, if you have the chance – let's just say for shits and giggles that they are making it up wouldn't that be the person that like you instantly want to get back together like so no matter what i don't see why they're not back they have not like done everything they can to get back together yeah it just doesn't make sense to me
1: mm-hmm. um but yeah in parts three and four we'll start um getting into the legal battles between the police and Aaron and Denise. And also because the police aren't doing anything, um, Aaron and Denise start investigating themselves. What ha- Who did this to them? And trying to find those people. Wow. So,
0: there's still a lot to talk about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so curious. I want to know if they ever catch them. Yeah. If she ever sees the face of the voice. Right. The or voice. She can never tell the fiance. To not go with them, right? Like,
1: maybe you shouldn't marry this guy because he sucks. Oh my gosh,
0: the worst! Yeah, so that's part two. Oh my gosh, so interesting! Yeah, okay. Well, I, if I uh, if we keep talking, I'm just gonna ask you questions that are gonna be spoilers, (laughs) so I should uh, I should just wrap this up, shouldn't I? Okay, well. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Um, it's tomorrow for us because we're recording on Wednesday, so um, I'm very excited. But it is tomorrow.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I didn't oh. even realize that. Yeah, <laughs> forgot. I'm <laughs> making little um, chocolate co- covered strawberries, except they're gonna look like turkeys.
1: Oh, nice.
0: We'll see. It might be like a total fail, but that'll also be funny. So. Wow. Either way, it's going to be good. Nice. That sounds All right, good. Anyway, that sounds on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard Macabre Minds.